Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Room Team. My name is Nelson Fernandez, and today we're here with Giogo Seixas. Hi, Nelson. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for coming today. So, G, kicking off today's episode, would you like to tell the audience a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so, my name is uh, Diogo, uh, Diogo G. Uh, I have many variations there. I'm from Brazil originally. I've been here in Carbondale and in the U.S. for five years now, um, and uh, I am a dreamer. Um, I think I am a, a maker. Um, I am a problem solver. I am a overthinker. Uh, but I think I'm also like a, a big believer. You know, like I, I not not like that. I always see positivity in, in everything but I, I always believe that you know like things will get better so if like we have like highs and lows like I always believe that something better uh, is gonna come so uh, that's me you know like as a person um, so I've been here like for five years my my undergrad was in engineering I got my MBA here at SIU also and I'm currently doing my, my PhD here that's like a long story short or short story long <laughs> from who I am uh, sweet and would you also like to pitch to the audience why they should listen to this episode and hear the conversation today? Sure. Um, so, I, you know, like I was listening a few episodes before, and I think what I like about the podcast is that the, the word, it's very big, you know, and every person has a word inside them as well. And that word is even bigger, you know, like, because... People have different experiences, different realities, like different views of things. So I think what you guys do with the podcast is to show everybody else's word, you know, and then we have like different perspectives from, from everything. But also a lot of the people that come here, um, they do things, right? Like they, they're causing some sort of like impact. And uh, that, that's important, but also like to the people that are listening, I think that it shows that it's possible, you know, like one of the things that... Um, I learned or I wish I had learned like even before is that uh, you can make it you know like it's possible to do at least like a, a little a little thing uh, that it's close to what you want so I think like to the podcast you also show that it's possible to do you know and you show it's possible and people do inspire to to do so so that's the perspective I got from the podcast and why people should listen to it sweet and for everyone listening today G is the first entrepreneur I've met, and one of the most successful individuals I've met also, who has an amazing smile. Uh-huh. Always see the light <laughs> in everyone. Thanks, Nelson. That's, that's very sweet. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So jumping right in, would you like to talk about your company in Brazil? The name it is with me right now. Um, so I, I think... So you're talking about the company in Brazil first, then the because it's, it's a it's a roller coaster, right? Um, so I'm gonna tell the, the whole story of how I got here, I guess, and then we give a little context for everything. That sounds good to me. <laughs> so long story short, one more time. Uh, so uh, basically, I first came to the U.S. in 2014 as an exchange student, right? And then um, I was part of the leadership program that SIU has at the engineering. And back then, like, you know, as a, as a student uh, in, in my maybe like junior or, or sophomore year, I don't remember, 
I'm, I was kind of like lost, right? Like I didn't know what to do with my life. Like I didn't know if I want to work for you know, a big company or if I want to have my own company. Um, but then when I learned more about leadership and, and uh, uh, I started like enjoying that even more, uh, I was like, okay, you know, like maybe that's something I, I can do with my life, but I didn't know how. And then I started thinking about Brazil, you know, how um, very often we learn about leadership when we are older. Um, but we don't, I, I, at least like in my college back in Brazil, we didn't have that leadership knowledge, you know, like nobody was teaching leadership for uh, younger individuals. So it's like, that's it, you know, like maybe we, we can go back and start like teaching leadership for students because uh, you, you know that we talked about that before, but that as early as you start practicing, better you get, right? So why start in your 30s when you can start in college when you are 20, 19, 18, right? So you become a better leader by doing things basically. So that, that was the view after I left because it was a one year exchange. So I had to go back to Brazil and, and finish my, my engineering degree there. Um, and then there we just started, you know, we're like, okay, let's, let's like uh, go to some college and, and talk about leadership. And we went there, we talked, like I put on Facebook and, you know, just like thanking people for the opportunity and other people said, cool, you know, like, do you want to come to my college and, and talk about leadership too? So that's how uh, Journey, which was the, the company's name, um, started. So it was basically, you know, like this will we had to help younger people to develop their leadership skills, basically. So we did that for um, about two years. And then um, I got the invitation to come back to the US, to SAU, uh, to get my MBA and also to work uh, for the, the leadership development program. Um, so I did that, like it was great. Um, I worked another three years for the, the leadership program. Um, and uh, I, kept, I kept running journey from, from here, which was like a, a big challenge. You know, I feel like after pandemic, people got used to doing things online, but back then we're like, you know, how, how do we manage people? Like we were, our biggest team was, was eight people, but and we are all in different locations in Brazil and, and here. So we're like, how, how do we actually like manage people, you know? And we tried, like we tried for a, a good like year, a year and a half, um, still like doing online training or like when online training wasn't even a thing, you know? So it's pretty cool that I think today that if we, we had uh, uh, kept going, you know, like maybe it would have been different. But uh, at the time we, we thought about it and uh, everybody had another responsibilities, you know, and like maybe it's time for us to to pause you know it's it's not that we fail but i think like we left our legacy as a company as, as a group already um so then i took like a year gap um and then i started dream lab which was this course idea you know that i had about self-knowledge and help students to get to know themselves better um and after that, and then after that, uh, when I passed the PhD program, which it's where I'm in right now, I was like, I don't want to lose all this this work, you know. So I put everything in the book that's called Enjoy the Ride, um, which I launched uh, December 2021, 20, 2020. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's been, <laughs> it's been a couple of years. Um, uh, so, and then, you know what, I started like, doing some podcasts also, but then PhD got uh, busy and I think today I'm working on a second book, actually, that we can talk about that later, but um, that's like my journey. I feel like we were talking about that before that I'm very like, if I have something in my mind, like if I see a problem, if I 
you know, like I, I have something that's been bothering me, like I, I find a way to, to solve that, you know, like to, to go for it. And I think like my whole story was kind of like that, like I was always trying to solve somebody else's problem, uh, but at the same time I was solving like my own problem, you know, so it was like us working together. So that's my, my story, you know, going from college to, to Journey, which was my company in Brazil, then the book now, and then the next book. Uh, as well, so now I think I'm I'm on the writing phase, I guess. Yeah. Sweet. And did you take a lot of lessons from writing the first book for this second one now? Um, you mean if I learn something from the first book, that's gonna help me on the second one? In terms of like the process and. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I think like the first book was easier because the content was developed like through three years, you know. So. I had already everything I wanted to, to write about. It was more a matter of seeing and you know, actually writing everything, uh, but I didn't know the process. So the hard part was that I wrote everything and then you know, like I had 200 pages worth of a book, but I had to organize everything. You know? So uh, for this book, like I'm better organized as like the, I know the structure that I wanna have and then based on that, I can better connect, you know, like the dots between the chapters and, and between everything else. Because uh, the first one, I probably had to read like five or six times, you know, like just the editing phase and the professional editing that I had someone else helping me. Uh, so it was like a lot of rework, you know, like this one, because I plan better um, and I have a better structure, I think it's going to be a more smooth process. Nice. Yeah. Feedback is important. It is. Oh yeah, oh my god, it's, it's, um, the, the Dream Lab, it was something that it developed over three years because of feedback, you know, like I, everything made sense to me, but it's different when you try to teach that to someone else, you know, because maybe everyone has a different, you know, like learning style or the way I explain is not good enough, so I, I think like those three years were like, essential to the development of the whole theory and the whole program to then uh, become the book, definitely. Um, and, you know, like, uh, uh, I was also thinking before how it changed, you know, like, because the first idea of the Dream Lab was to become an online course, and then it didn't happen, you know, and then I was like, okay, so maybe it's going to become a book. So it has, like, these highs and lows until, you know, it actually be became a book. Feedback was very important in the whole process, definitely. Most definitely, and just um, the way that you described it being a roller coaster, how it just kept building upon one another, similar to when you say a snowball, and just kept building on to one another. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a process of you know like taking out things and adding things and putting back things and taking out things again. You know, it's it's how do you make sense of of everything, but. It's nothing like you stop and you start again, like, but you start with the, the small step, right? And then you keep like building on top of that, it's like a snowball, yeah. So, one topic I would like to hear more about is can you define Dream Lab and take, take us through what the course laid out? I can. Um, so, the Dream Lab was an idea because when I was still in Brazil and I had, you know, like, I was teaching my first workshops, which they were about leadership, I started getting a lot of questions like, hey, you know, I'm in college, I'm, I'm doing engineering, but I don't know if this is what I want, you know, or I'm doing business, or I'm doing, like, law or medicine, like, I, I don't know if that's what I want. 
And I was like, wow, that's a valid question, you know, because um, I had that question too. But then I realized that it wasn't only one person. It wasn't like only two people, you know, it was just like a lot of people that had the same problem. Um, and the question was, okay, you know, like how do we find some clarity into the path we, we want to follow? Um, and I, I didn't know. So I just like jumped into books, you know, like I was reading um, a lot, a lot, like I was reading easily like 25, 30 books a year, you know, for since 17, um, 17, 18, yeah. Uh, Cause I wanted to find answers and you don't find all those answers in one book, you know, like you find little pieces here and then you view that. Um, and for me, it was even more more evident when I came here because I was like, you know, well, the U.S. Is, is a more developed country, you know, so it's different than Brazil. So maybe here people are going to be more centered, you know, like it, it's they're going to have better resources and they know, you know, where they want to go. And it turns out, no, like people also have the same questions. So I was trying to solve that problem. So the Dream Lab is this, um, it's like a, 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 a a music album, like a, co a collection of music, right? Uh, where I selected like the best songs, you know? So it's kind of this, like I selected the best exercises and reflections to help people in this process of, you know, of figuring out what they want. Um, and it goes, it has like a lot of stuff. So uh, first chapter, and the one that I most like to talk about, it's uh, about journaling, you know, like it, I, I do believe that there's a lot of things happening to us all the time. Like we, we have classes, we have work, we have relationships, we have family. We have like so much going on that we don't take the time for us to think, you know, like we, we have a lot of distractions and we, we don't think about us, about who we are basically. So journaling is a way of doing that, you know, like it's not uh, just to talk about your day, but it's a time that you stop to think about uh, what you did right, what you did wrong, like what you can do better, what's the direction you, you want to follow. Um, so that's like the first topic I talked there. Then I talk about like how uh, coming up with goals, how uh, dealing with emotions, how to find your values, which you helped me a couple of times with the, the Excel part of things because I want it to be something easy for people. There's like a little math in one of the exercises. So Nelson helped me with that. Um, and it is on my website also. Um, I talk about motivation. I talk about purpose. I talk about different scenarios, you know, because sometimes we, we think that plan A is everything, but uh, sometimes plan A doesn't work, but plan B can be even better, you know. So it, it's, again, like it's uh, this, it, it's different exercise and reflections that all together, they don't actually help people to find their dream, to find what they want to do, but they do make the ride more smooth. Like the, it helps them to enjoy the ride, which is the book thing. <laughs> and one of my favorite books I've read this past summer. Oh, thanks, um, I actually enjoyed it so much that when I was coming home from Maryland to Chicago, uh -huh. I stopped and saw my friend in Cleveland and actually gave me the book. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that is a lot, definitely. Yeah, so I... On my way back home this summer from Maryland to Chicago, I stopped in Cleveland, saw my friend Kane, and actually gave the book to him because he's someone who's quite far about himself on the self-discovery side, and I'm like, hey, just read this book, it's amazing, I know you like to read, tell me how you feel about it, and he read it, loved it, really? and awesome. took journaling much more seriously and had more of a, not structured, but thought process going through. 
Nice. That, that's great to hear, Justin. It's it's awesome. You know, like I, I always say that it's I I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago because again like there's like this other book that I'm writing and she's like how how do you find you know like things to write about like it feels like there's so many books and and you know people talk about like a bunch of stuff and I feel like writing it it's even though there's like a lot of people that talk about leadership like they talk about the same thing but in different ways so you ended up like achieve uh, uh, reaching different audiences right and the point's not like to at least for me like it's not true write a book for 2,000, 2 million people to read, you know, it, it was first because I didn't want to lose everything I learned about the Dream Lab, you know, because when I changed to the PhD program, I knew I didn't want to work with that anymore, I was like, this is important and I can't, you know, leave behind, so my goal was just like to put it out there, and if one person, you know, or two or three, they already find value on one chapter, like that, that's all that matters, right, because you, you guys talk about that on, on uh, one of the episodes on the like ripple effect right how you just like by helping one person that person can help someone else and you know it becomes the, the uh, domino effect so um i i, I think it's that's that's the point you know like it's true to help as many people as as i can with the book so i'm glad that you liked it your friend liked it and hopefully more people uh, enjoy it too definitely so going into your new book you want to give a premise a little preview of what it may do <laughs> yeah sure so uh the first one came you know from people's questions about career which there were also my questions i didn't know what to do you know and i was like trying different things and you know little by little finding my, my own path and now i just turned 30 in december so uh you know how old are you right now 22. 22. 22. Yeah, so you're far, right? They're going to see the like, when you get your 26 and 27, you start like questioning a lot of stuff, you know? It, it's like, am I on the right path? Like, am I an adult? You know, like, do I do things that adults do? You know, so you have like a lot of those questionings that right now it sounds like very trivial, like very um, not important, I guess. Like, I, I don't know, but when, when, you, when you get close to your 30s, like, you end up like, asking a lot of questions and you have those you know existential crises once more you know uh so i ended up having one of those and a lot of questioning and when i talked to my friends they also you know have the same struggles so i was like that's it you know like if i have that struggle and other people have that struggle that's something that we we can talk about so the book again it's my own way of dealing with things uh of learning uh with people and from people in this case, because I don't want the book to be something that I know about the 30s. I want the book to be something that we know about 30s. So I've been also like talking to people and looking at their perspective of, you know, getting older and what are the lessons learned. So like this book should be more like a, a uh, again, like a, a um, collection of individual thoughts about the one thing. So it's more, you know, like it's not related to leadership. It's still like related to self-knowledge but more to the people that are getting closer to their 30s or they just uh, are in their in the beginning of their 30s. So it, it's been fun, you know, like it's a lot of fun things uh, that I've been learning and have been like re realizing about it. Um, and I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a fun book to, to read as well. 
I'm gonna make a note after the chord for uh, six years from now to <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah. But one of the questions you mentioned was, what does it mean to be a node? Have you built upon that answer? Uh, so there's a lot of answers to that uh, from what I've heard from people, you know. So, uh, for example, I've heard that becoming a node, it's about giving up partying to buy a non-stick pen, for example, you know. It's about uh, 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 paying your own bills, or it's about living by yourself, or it's about losing someone, you know. So it, it's, there's like this array, I think that's a word, like the, those variety, this variety of answers, you know, to, to the same question. But uh, I'll never forget once when I was, uh, I got an Uber and the driver, I think he was, you know, like about, I don't know, like about 70 or 80 years old. And then I asked him, I was like, you know, uh, I don't remember how we got to the conversation. But I was like, do you feel like you are an adult? And he was like, hell no. You know, like, I feel like I'm still, you know, like on my 20s, like I make a lot of mistakes, like, uh, and I'm trying to learn from them and become better, but I don't feel like I'm an adult. So my conclusion so far, you know, it might change. It's that it's a process, you know, like I don't think you become one, but it's a process of adulting, you know, if that makes if that makes any sense. Like there's a lot of small things uh, that happen that makes you feel like an adult and it's different, you know, like becoming an adult for me might be different than uh, becoming an adult for you. So again, it's fun because, you know, there's a lot of different answers um, and it's very, you know, enlightening to, to listen from everybody else on their perspectives. Well, it's definitely there's so many different perspectives <laughs> yeah. everyone has their own journey to go through i know one of our friends he was in the military right after high school and now he's in college well myself went to college right after high school yeah. so his definition well it's definitely different than my own sure. and that's the beauty of life mm -hmm. i see and especially because if, if you think about you like a lot of our ideas of adulthood comes from what we've seen. But what we've seen about adulthood, like it was most about our parents or you know, like people are close to us. But think about like their 30s, it was like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. So we can't just like base, you know, like our future and their past, let's say like that, you know? So it's funny because all the ideas we had, for example, when I was 20, I was like, you know, adulthood, what, what that means? It means like by 30, I'm gonna be married uh, maybe, you know, having kids, but I would have a, a stable job and uh, I, I don't know, I would have a house, you know, and I don't have any of those things yet. Uh, and it doesn't mean that I'm not an adult or it doesn't mean like that I fail because it goes back to the plan A and plan B. You know, it, 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 my plan B worked out way better than my plan A. Uh, but it's just funny how, you know, this perspective that we, we have from the past is not actually going to happen right now. So we have to adapt for definitions of adulthood as well, you know? So it's interesting, like it's, it's a lot of uh, mind-blowing reflections that I'm excited. And hopefully it's gonna be ready by the end of this year, if everything goes well, you know, it's a long journey, so. Sweet, but as long as you have in the next six years, I'll be <laughs> Because in my personal opinion, I feel overthink is a good mechanism. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, to be able to think through a problem. Now, of course, if you hit announce paralysis, it changes it up quite yeah. a bit. How do you see overthinking? Um, so, 
I think the first step is like to recognize that you overthink, you know. So uh, again, as I, I know that I am an overthinker, I know kind of like the mechanisms I have to do uh, to cut it off, you know. I think that's the first step, you know, like if you if you think a lot about things and, and that bothers you, you know, like that takes your motivation, if that makes you, you know, not want to get out of bed or, or if it doesn't make you move forward, you know, um, that's already the first step, like you know that that happens. And then what I do uh, is two things, like one, you can always use distractions when, you know, you already uh, know how to solve the problem. Um, but if you don't know how to solve the problem, I think it's important just like to, again, you know, don't use distractions, use time for yourself to think about possible solutions and focus on what you can control, right? And then by focusing on what you can control, you do that once and then you wait for the results. That's, that's, that's the way I see, you know, it's, um, I'm overthinking, so is this something I can control? If yes, what can I do? If no, distraction. <laughs> I think that's the, the process that I, that I have, so, but it's hard, it's not easy, it comes with practice, and um, it, 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 I don't think it's gonna go away, you know, it's just, you gotta find a way to, to manage it, basically. Yeah, that's a good takeaway of lessons, you can teach mm -hmm. it as well. So what do you like to talk today about the PhD program? Um, so I, one of the reasons why I joined the PhD program choice of what you want to do with all that knowledge, you know, so 
it's been pretty cool and I, I'm excited you know to start teaching and, and becoming a, a professor um, I think it's going to be a good experience for, for me Dr. G Dr. G there we go <laughs> GHJ was an amazing conversation I enjoyed it I know our audience would, will enjoy it too before we head out today is there anything you would like to leave the audience as a takeaway um, I think like it relates back to you know why the podcast is important just in, in everything I, I've done and like one of the big lessons I think I had is just to try something uh, that gets you closer to what you want you know just if, if you want to become an entrepreneur you know like go to a aerosol and start learning about you know like management or or if you want to become I don't know like a lawyer you know like go and maybe like get closer and, and do and interview people that are lawyers already you know so just like do literally like little steps that makes you closer gets you closer to what you want to do in life because i think if you are young you know you have this opportunity to make mistakes and it's very low cost you know like to make mistakes in college because you don't have a lot at stake you know um so just do that like small steps uh, and that's going to help you to figure out if that's what you want and if it's not, you can try something else. And also, you know, take 10, 15 minutes to yourself um, to write about your day or your week and what you can do better, what um, you, you've done right, what you've done wrong, just as a way to reflect about those experiences. Because um, that's when you, you know, you, you instead of like just going all the time, like looking down and, and accomplishing goals, you can actually stop, look up and look at the direction you want to go before moving forward. So I think those are the two main lessons that I, I wish um, everybody could take from, from today and you know, from, from this last part as well. Amazing. So, folks, that's all we have for today. If you'd like to hear more about G and his journey, we'll have the website link in the description. Special thanks to all of our sponsors for their continued support. And 